All right, folks. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure to come at you again Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Another blessing of a day and opportunity that we have here before us to understand the new financial system before they roll it out. Major, major update tonight. I want to get straight to it, guys. Make sure you smash that thumbs up for me. Do me a favor, please. Just smash that thumbs up. It's free. And then along with that, please share this content far and wide. Let's get this message out. Get your friends, families, and those that you care about tapped in on the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. Full update coming for you guys right now. Let's get it fired up. Excuse me. At the time of this recording, Bitcoin is trading at 17,400, Ethereum is at 1,300, and our precious little suppressed XRP is at 34.9, so about 35 cents. Now, we've been watching this flare situation, and this flare flare situation was absolutely uh, disastrous. Uh, Sorry, I was looking for the word there. Take a look here at this chart. This is the flare price chart over the last week. This thing, the IOUs before token launch and the airdrop occurred was trading at about 50 cents. And we were putting out the warning. Sure enough, here we come. Volatility dump all the way down to basically two cents. I mean, uh, it it even went, yeah, as low as two cents there at one point, I guess, maybe three cents. Uh, So Flare just been absolutely hammered. It's trading at four cents right now. But this potentially could be an opportunity for you to acquire some Flare if you weren't participating in the airdrop. Um, If you're like me, my XRP was on Coinbase at the time of the snapshot. My XRP is no longer on any exchanges, but at the time of the snapshot, I mistakenly had it on Coinbase. So here I am sitting, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for Coinbase to drop me my flare. I could go take advantage, um, you know, at my website, I got links for Uphold. Head on over to Uphold. You can buy flare there if you guys are looking to take advantage of the sale, but there's no telling how low this thing could go before we um, are done offloading the liquidity from the airdrop. So Let's uh, continue to watch that. The market is, you know, did all right. Just hanging in there back above 17. Touched at 17,500 today. That doesn't get me excited. I'm not feeling like the bottom is in. There's just too much on a fundamental level that takes us lower in my opinion. But let's get straight on into the update. Current events, cryptocurrency, greatest transfer of wealth in world history. And we have a major shift underway with the House of Representatives here in the United States of America approving weaponization of the federal government subcommittee to investigate the FBI and the DOJ. The subcommittee will dig into abuse of power and weaponization of the government by the Biden administration. Well, you know, to be fair, Biden administration wasn't the only one that's been abusing these powers, but yes, it is time to look into it. Today, House passes bill to rescind over $70 billion in IRS funding. Remember, they were looking to add add about 87,000 new agents to the IRS, the House bill that passed today would rescind over $7 billion, $70 billion of that funding. Let's continue to watch that. Matt Gates reveals Republicans will release 14,000 hours of testimony, transcripts, information in regards to the situation that took place two years ago on January 6th. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Then we have the House Republicans to vote on bill abolishing the IRS and eliminating the income tax. I'm not sure if they actually ended up on voting on that today or if that's going to be tomorrow or when they're actually going to be voting on that. But it's going to be interesting to watch here what the House Republicans are actually able to get through. Michael Gaid, CFA on Twitter, says, if deficits don't matter, debt doesn't matter. If debt doesn't matter, why the F are we paying taxes? Few understand this. Yeah, and, and guys, remember, the, the federal income tax is not constitutional. It wasn't supposed to stay. It was supposed to be a temporary thing to fund the First World War. And it's uh, definitely should be done away with. But what we have here is Republicans talking big, and we're going to be the ones applying pressure. 
You guys think that I'm just some Republican mega Trump supporter. No, folks. Yeah, yeah. We do like Trump. Uh, We think that some of the stuff that he did was nice. But we're going to continue to apply pressure to both sides of the aisle. We don't get political. We're here to get rich. We're here to take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. That's not a political issue. Making sure that you can feed your family, not a political issue. Making sure that you're a 401k, not political. You know, as, as we see the 401ks getting demolished, right? Not political. Let's continue to stay tapped in. And we're going to hold these guys. We are going to hold the Republicans accountable. I Believe me, over the next two years, let's see if we can actually get something done. Representative Bill Huizenga, for the last two years, the SEC government tried to convince us that regulation by enforcement would protect investors. Turns out it didn't. Gary Gensler will do anything to distract Americans from his failed tenure at the SEC. Financial Committee will hold him accountable. Well, we're here to hold all of our representatives in office serving over there in the D.C. swamp accountable. Bill Huizenga, we'd love to see it. Some of the other good guys there that are trying to get something done, we would love to see it. We need accountability as far as how far we've gone, how far we've, you know, varied off the, uh, gone off the path here of what the founders intended. It, it's a long ways off the path of what the founders intended for this country and the opportunity that we once had. And I'm specifically talking about the IRS, the weaponization of the three-letter agencies like the IRS, like the SEC, that stifle American innovation and literally um, are, are basically just squeezing the middle class and the poor of America, right? The, the rich, the corporations basically just decide how much in taxes they want to pay. Every year they determine, you know, what's the best uh, amount that they should pay this year, choose whether or not they want to, as you are well aware, this is how the richest in the world pay no taxes, right? Um, so that's now come out with Trump, that's come out with Bezos, that's come out with all these guys. It's the same game, same playbook, but here's the thing that we need to take advantage of is the same rules apply to us. So instead of bitching and complaining about Trump or bitching and complaining about Bezos, let's, let's take advantage of the same rules. Let's start a business. Let's take advantage of the tax code in that way with the business write-offs that we could get. Let's invest in real estate, the most tax-favored asset class in my opinion. Let's invest in energy, which some energy investments up to 80% write-off. Get with your tax professional, figure out how you can reduce your taxes, and be in a similar position. The interesting thing is when you're paying very little in taxes, that generally means that you're investing and building businesses and investing, building real estate and other opportunities, moving, bringing more value to the economy. So it's interesting how that works. Let's not bitch and complain. Let's get something done, right? Here we go. Continuing on, Nick Gurley. This is the average situation for most Americans. It's getting tight out there. Nick Gurley from Reventure Consulting. He's one of the real estate bros that I love listening to. Uh, Huge shout out to Nick on Twitter. The savings rate just collapsed down to 2.2%, the lowest level ever. Means Americans are running out of money. Last time it was this low was the 2006-07, right before the great financial crisis. Major recession warning, expect a big decline in consumer spending in 2023. And you can see this chart, lowest levels ever, recession warning, the alarms are going off. And we got to understand that uh, it ain't 2021, it ain't the 2020 uh, you know, you know, basically post COVID rules anymore for this economy. Now, last year, 2022, they didn't want to call it a recession. I think that there's going to be no denying the recession that is coming in and going to be growing and expanding into 2023. We got to be prepared, folks. Understand this situation fully. I see we got a two spot from JJ. What uh, what's good chat? Buy XRP if you can. Yeah, we're buying all the suppressed assets, not financial advice. Picked up some silver last weekend. Looking to pick up some flare potentially because I'm waiting for Coinbase to give me some. So we're definitely going to take advantage of the suppressed assets during this time. Kevin Clark, the collapse of the crypto economy is rippling. I love seeing so many people use that term, use that phrase. What a coincidence, I guess. 
The collapse of the crypto economy is rippling through the pseudo-investment class assets like wildfire. Think watches, trading cards, and kicks. There are real markets for these assets, but their prices are resetting and have a long way to fall. This is what's interesting is we're resetting it all. From the Pokemon cards to the NFTs to the meme coins, all of it's getting reset. You know, precious metals, real estate, reset, revalued. And I've been making the case too that we got to restructure our debt as well, write off some of that debt because the DC corporation ran up the bill. That wasn't us Americans signing on to $30 trillion in debt and over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. And we didn't create the Ponzi scheme that is Social Security. So if, if we could opt out of that system, that would be appreciated. If we could recognize that it is bust, that we do need to restructure it. We do need to reevaluate and reset every currency, commodity, and asset class because the US dollar time is up it is time to move on to the new system is that reserve currency is the end all be all is all the money going to the xrp ledger no i don't think that that is the case but i do think that xrp is ready to play a role ready to be a reserve currency ready to provide as much liquidity as the g10 currencies maybe more um it's a fantastic technology and i think that it's going to be adopted by many banks financial institutions across the world and it already has been so that's undeniable but we do have other assets like our silver we do see gold suppressed we do see other cryptocurrencies we do see many opportunities right now and we're going to continue to take advantage of that while this situation continues to fall and as it ripples through the pseudo investment class through the whole economy the rippling effect the ripple company creating a reserve currency putting a dent in the universe. That's what I'm going to be investing in, not financial advice. Now, the situation in the rest of the cryptocurrency space continues to implode. This one, CZ Binance, how's the stress test going? Binance is bleeding assets, 12 billion gone in less than 60 days. So in less than two months, 12 billion has left the Binance platform, the largest exchange in the world, having 12 billion leave. And we've been saying the same thing the whole way here. Get your assets, get your cryptocurrencies off these exchanges. We do not trust them. <clears throat> now, continue drama, Cameron Winklevoss from Gemini, right? Uh, this is the update on the Gemini Earn program. This is he's an open letter to the board of Digital Currency Group, basically, uh, you know, saying that they committed fraud, that they misled investors, that they misled everyone. And, uh, you know, this is, Winklevoss, the Winklevoss twins, right? Co-founder of Gemini. And uh, they're going after the digital currency group, which controls most of the space. Digital currency group responds. This is another desperate and unconstructive publicity stunt from Cameron to deflect blame from himself and Gemini, who are solely responsible for operating Gemini Earn and marketing the program to its cuts. Excuse me marketing the program to its customers. We are preserving all legal remedies in response to these malicious, fake, and defamatory attacks. DCG will continue to engage in productive dialogue with Genesis and its creditors with the goal of arriving at a solution that works for all parties. So we have a back and forth here. What I found interesting is that today it gets announced that Gemini will now be supporting stablecoin USDT. So I thought, well, that's kind of ironic, right? We're having this huge liquidity crisis going bust, and now they want to accept Tether? Sounds like somebody needs to get bailed out. Now, we've been long saying that this needs to happen. We got to clean up the space. From a fundamental perspective, we got to go through this quote-unquote pain, which we don't feel any of the pain. We didn't invest in Genesis. We didn't invest in a lot of these DeFi plans uh, because we did think that they you know, weren't going to last, many of them. And even some of these more legit platforms, right, these exchanges, or so we thought they were legit, right, 
are going bust or proving to be insolvent. And so for the most part, what we've been doing is we've just been stacking the assets and then making sure that we have custody of them because we don't trust anybody right now in the cryptocurrency space. Over the last two years, from the shills to the guys at the top that sold you a good story on their crypto project that was going to do something cute, right? It was very tough to get to the truth. And it was very hard to do the, uh, you know, to take the, 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 the right way, the right road, the long-term investment strategy of just accumulating assets that did have fundamental utility instead of chasing the gains and following the masses, following the crowd, which now it's come full circle and they're getting wiped out and slaughtered and sacrificed. And then they're the ones that are bitching and complaining and crying. And are we ever going to recover? We don't feel any of your pain. I mean, we're, we're numb, especially XRP community. I mean, we are numb, right? And then we're also just not losing. We continue to grow our businesses. We continue to take advantages. We're ready to buy real estate. We're ready to make moves. So we're just not losing either way, right? We're not bitching and complaining. And we're not losing either. And in the basic, best case scenario here, a lot of us have just continued to dollar cost average, like myself, doubled up the XRP bag last, last year. You know, and that was just, you know, getting my XDC bag back, adding to XLM. Is it sexy? No. No, no, no. It's not sexy. It's been suppressed. Hasn't had the massive gains. It's not Shiba, Shiba Inu gains, right? But that's fine. We know our time will come. And we know that when, I'm about to show you guys at the end of this session, all the money timeline confirmed. I'm about to show you at the end when we have, quote unquote, all the money, or at least a significant amount of the money in value coming on to distribute ledger technology, just looking at the technical analysis of the overall cryptocurrency market cap. But stay tuned for that. Now, let's continue on here. Mark your calendars. We got good guy Gary Gensler coming to us live January 11th at 2.30. Uh, that's going to be Eastern Standard Time. 2.30 Eastern on January 11th, I will be joining the United States Army and the SEC Commissioner Caroline Crenshaw for a Twitter Spaces where we'll be discussing New Year's resolutions to improve finances, build wealth, and avoid scams. That's fantastic, Gary. We would love to see that. And I just love the, God bless them, the XRP community. We got John Deaton in the chat. And it's like every single time Gary gets our post, we are on that post. And it's one after another. John Deaton, I represent an army as well. Will you accept my questions? XRP Crypto Wolf. Hopefully the XRP community will be allowed to speak at Gary Gensler's Twitter space. And, uh, yeah, once again, we're just going to continue to apply pressure to all these guys. But in regards to Gary Gensler, I have an interesting post right here. I want to put out an alert. I want to let everyone know I don't mean any offense. I don't want to offend anyone for taking us to the red file flashback here from Digital Asset Investor. Apparently, nobody told DAI that he could offend people by using a red folder. DAI, that's not very sensitive of you, brother. We can't talk about a red folder. We got to switch up. We got to use a neutral color folder. Okay. Rosie Rios, I adore Gary Gensler. So right here, this is her giving her thoughts on Gary Gensler back in 2021. And Digital Asset Investor calls this a red file flashback, right? This all the world's a stage file that DAI calls it, right? And what we're watching here, 43rd Treasury of the United States. Goes to join the board of directors at Ripple. I have a clip to show you next where she's speaking on behalf of Ripple. She just dropped this today, actually. But this clip that I'm about to play here first is from Rosie last year after Gary Gensler was announced that he was going to become the head of the SEC. And she said, I adore Gary Gensler. And I think a lot of people had high hopes for Gary Gensler. I mean, he ran the CFTC. He taught at MIT. He was pro this tech. We've shown all the clips of Gary Gensler describing XRP as a bridge currency, describing the utility, right, that makes it unique. 
But here we have, we're two years into this lawsuit, we're two years into this games by these, this Biden administration, and then we're still waiting for good guy Gary to actually get something done. But let's play this one. This one's from Rosie Rios last year sharing her thoughts on good guy Gary Gensler. Here we go. News about kind of structure is, you know, there's a, obviously a regulatory framework that's in and, place. And I want to say first, sorry guys, this video is super choppy. So it's not my live stream. This video, for whatever reason, is just super choppy, but the audio is pretty clear. So let me run this back for you guys. Well, I think the, the, the good news about kind of structure is, you know, there's a, obviously a regulatory framework that's in place. We have a new administration. We have a lot of great people at the helm having a lot of great conversations about what happens to, to inspire innovation, not stymie innovation. And so, you know, I, I adore Gary Gensler. I think he's going to do a fabulous job in, in, you know, not just in the crowdfunding space, but in the crypto space and all the other areas where I think you need level-headed people who have been in the trenches. You know, he was obviously the chair of the CFTC in the past. He, he knows crypto. He was at MIT studying this. And so he, in my opinion, uh, you know, obviously in the Obama administration, he, he was also part of the, the Jobs Act legislation, among other pieces of legislation. So the regulatory framework that needs to be in place is really just beginning, in my opinion. Those discussions are happening now. And, and, and so you see a lot of, you know, you, of course you saw the news about, for example, El Salvador uh, passing a law to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. That's a huge, huge step. So having the government, the regulators, literally kind of, you know, trying to get ahead of this, which is really hard because, you know, government doesn't usually lead. They usually follow, right? So they react. They react to, to innovations that, you know, are happening in the private sector. So uh, I do think that in this administration, you do have a lot of good people at the helm starting the conversations that needed to be started. They react to innovations in the private sector and then she goes to join the board of directors at Ripple. And then we have this post from today from Ripple. Guys, this is our 43rd treasure of the United States for crying out loud. How is your program working out? What the hell is your cryptocurrency project doing? Who the hell do they even got on their team? They can't get even people like this to pick up the phone or respond to an email, let alone come serve on the board of directors and make a cute little crypto in one minute video for Ripple here today. Let's let it play. Let's let it run. Can I do this in a minute? Only time will tell. Hi, I'm Rosie Rios, and this is Crypto in a Minute. So, you know, the way I think about blockchain, it's a decentralized ledger. So how it records um, your transactions could be anything from, uh, you know, NFTs to real estate to art. And, and there are so many more applications that we don't even know are out there. So, you know, as a great example, my son just started his own startup company, which is this crowdfunding portal for real estate on the blockchain. And when he explained it to me how it works, you know, it really just opens up your eyes about all the other use cases that could be out there. And so when you, you have that type of kind of sophisticated technology, I mean, think about how the world of technology has changed even in the last few years, right? Whether it's virtual reality, augmented reality, and now applied augmented reality in the metaverse. So I think that the, the, the prospects are out there. I just think it's so exciting to think about how this next generation even uses the blockchain and thinks about commerce. And I think there's just so much more to come. I did that in 59 seconds, just an FYI. 
Good job, Rosie. We love to see it. That's great stuff. 43rd Treasurer of the United States joins the board of directors at Ripple. And like she says, the government is trying to keep up with the innovation of the private sector. You know, it probably a big part of why she chose Ripple. I mean, think about this. She could have gone to anywhere on Wall Street. She could have gone to anywhere on Wall Street or any of the top companies in the world, right? But she chose to go to Ripple, a tiny little startup out of San Francisco. Oh, by the way, and this was during an SEC lawsuit. So in the first video, she's talking about Gary Gensler, how he's a good guy, taught at MIT, looking to, you know, you know, provide regulatory framework and kind of move the space forward. And then the next year, she's joining the, the Ripple board here, or basically that was the same year. She's joining the board of directors at Ripple while making those comments. I think actually at the time of those comments, I think that she'd probably already joined the board, right? So once again, what happened here? Regulatory capture of an asset that was ready to put a dent in the universe, that was ready to serve all 8 billion people. They already had 400 banks and financial institutions ready to flip the switch. 25% of them were using XRP. The other 75% are still waiting today for regulatory clarity from their governments. You know, many companies in the United States, obviously, that are, you know, partnered up with Ripple, like Bank of America, are saying, specifically quoting here, Bank of America from Ripple Swell, they are looking to take a competitive advantage, gain a competitive advantage in the payment space by using XRP after the case is over. So what we had here is regulatory capture by the SEC and the, the, the claims that they're making, we'll see if they're able to get Ripple for anything, slap on the wrist, fine, some of those early sales. But it is for sure, without a doubt in my mind, that today's XRP is a currency. There's no way that they can get them that today's XRP is a security. We have no shared commonality, common enterprise with Ripple in any sort of way, right? And I mean, at this point, we understand here why they had, there's a reason why they had to go after Ripple. When, when they could have gone after all the rest of these bad actors in the space that actually did ICOs, that, that bragged, right? You know, with the Ethereum corruption, this free pass that we've all exposed here, right? They've bragged about their token sales and how much money they raised, right? And you can go pull up and you can see the Ethereum Foundation dumped two times at the top of the bull run last year and the top of the bull run back in 2017, 2018, dumping tens of millions of, of, of Ethereum. Now, uh, they want to go after Ripple, Brad, and Chris for their early sales of XRP and this and that. But it's not just that, because the case should have been settled up very early on. Ripple had offices in D.C. They got friends in high places, obviously. So this should have been worked out. I mean, right? I mean, Ripple, obviously. So this should have been worked out. I mean, right? I mean, Ripple did go into the offices of Jay Clayton before the SEC lawsuit was filed, right? And so this case should have been done, but there's a reason why they had to use regulatory capture and there's a reason why they had to stall it out here. And so hopefully here in the next couple months, we are approaching the summary judgment here and we're going to get a ruling from the judge and we're going to see where this case is going to go. Is this case going to wrap up? I am seeing a lot of things and I'm about to show you them right now. Some things that lead me to believe that there is a settlement on the way very close. Now we talk about how's your program, you know, how's your program working out? Who's working on your proje project? Who's working on your team? This tweet right here from Anthony Welfare. This is a quote from an American banker article. Central bank digital currencies make headway, but can they coexist? And we have Anthony Welfare, quote, this is a very exciting step forward for the CBDC industry to address one of the biggest challenges in payments, interoperability, where different systems need to work together, said Anthony Welfare, senior advisor for CBDC at Ripple. So once again, we got our people, our advisors, our team speaking at, you know, for, for the American banker uh, website here.
American Banker publication, one of the biggest banking association publications I think that actually exists here in the United States. But like I was talking about in some of my last sessions, I really believe Anthony Welfare, Monica Long put out a video yesterday for Ripple about data privacy. These people have respect for privacy and individual liberties. And at the heart of them, many of them believe in actual American principles that, you know, made our country great, you know, respect privacy, but give people freedom and individual liberty to go pursue happiness, right? That's what it's about here in this country. And all I've seen from Anthony Welfare, from Monica, from the whole team at Ripple, and especially around the conversation with CBDCs, is they don't want to go full, uh, I'm not going to name the name of the country, but they don't want to go full surveillance state with the CBDC, right? Now, obviously, they're understanding, they're showing the different ways that uh, CBDCs could be applied. And I, I, you know, for me, it's just, if we could have anybody working at the table, you know, Ripple is a company that I definitely want to see uh, standing up, I believe, for American principles. Now, maybe that's just, that's just my opinion, guys. Um, you know, so we'll see how this ends up playing out and whether they're able to have any effect or able to stop, um, you know, the mass surveillance state, the mass control that could be enabled through the CBDCs. I hope that they're going to, you know, be able to resist that. I hope that we're all going to be able to resist that. Like I said, who do we got on our side of the table in negotiations against all of these corrupt entities? I'm not going to name the the group, you know, that we call it, right? The, the, the agenda, right, that we're working against. I'm not going to say their name. But, but they go deep. They're spread thin throughout all aspects of our society. And specifically, when we're talking about a debt currency crisis that we have to reset, restructure, this is you know a conversation that we've been having in the buyback committee uh, just for XRP holders within America, but it actually does apply. And the reason why I touch on that whole buyback conversation is because it applies to everyone. You got the same central bank entities within your country, your people, and your country. It has been stolen, right? And you also have to look out because the Western banking powers have gone in and done deals with these other countries, these third world countries for resources and, and different types of deals, right? But now we see China and, and some of these other nations coming in and they're making their deals as well. And you got to make sure we, what we're fighting for right now is to make sure that our countries uh, have sound money and that we're not being sold out to, to third-party entities that really aren't related, that don't have the best interest of our own people. So I don't care what country you're from. I think that the quote-unquote buyback conversation goes so much deeper than the buyback. It's a matter of hopefully, and if you're tuning in from across the planet, your country's probably already ditched the U.S. dollar reserve currency status. Your country's hopefully already dro dropped our treasury bills, right? And hopefully they're moving forward. If you're tuning in from Russia, they have started to back digital currencies by gold. They have started to move forward without the SWIFT system, only accepting rubles, only accepting gold, moving forward. If you're in China, they have a record amount of gold that they've been stockpiling. Of course, they've rolled out and they're the uh, one of the leaders with their CBDC technology and pilot, right? So no matter where you're tuning in from, we're all battling the same entity, these same powers, and just trying to fight here to survive, right? All we want is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and sound freaking money. And please get the hell out of our way. You know, you know, regulations, regulation by enforcement, three-letter agencies, 87,000 IRS agents, um, SEC that's already been proven to be criminally corrupt. Come on, we got to fix this issue. Don't get caught up on the 50,000 buyback. Put your big boy pants on, pull up to the conversation and bring some solutions. Move the conversation forward. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so this is where we're at right now in the middle of this. 
this staged SEC lawsuit, and we got the haters. The haters are still hating on us for holding our XRP. You know, I've been making content for two years, and I've already seen it in my TikTok session here. If you'd been uh, listening to this guy for two years, you'd be broke. Yeah, man, uh, whatever you want to say. Listen, here's the facts. We've been caught up, or we've been wrong about the timeline, right? But we didn't. Un we had no control of these circumstances. So yes, when I shared my opinion that XRP was going to moon back in uh, you know 18 and 19, back when I was on Twitter before I even made YouTube and TikTok content, I was wrong about the timeline. For every single year, sure. Is everything still at play? Yes. How much XRP do you got? Are you still winning? Because I'm still winning, and I'd love to see you win too. We're not going broke over here. Our company's still hiring. We're still growing. Where are you at? Still in my comment section. Let's get your game up. You know what I'm saying? And, and you guys saw the debate that I had today with Dark Horse. Um, you know, I do kind of regret being so nice, being so polite, being respectful. But once again, you got these guys that are filled up with emotions, filled up with envy and jealousy. You know, he's, he's triggered by my red folder. I mean, grow up. Have fun. Laid back. I mean, we're laid back here as we talk about the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, right? And these guys get so caught up on emotions and, oh, you tried to make people FOMO into XRP right before Christmas. How stupid of a comment when we put out the recession to-do list a year ago, called the bear market months before it started, shorted Bitcoin real time, showed everyone on our channel how we grew our trading bag 100% by shorting Bitcoin the whole way through, um, showed people how we were growing our business, developing a business development program. Nobody's losing over here. And my audience is adults. I don't know who your audience is. You know, he's acting like uh, I'm getting people to FOMO into XRP. Uh, well, if you know, I can't stop people from being stupid with their money. What I am trying to do is educate people is how I see fit. Uh, you know, this world breaking down this situation, my version of the conspiracy theory and my version of my speculation. That's what I'm sharing, right? And it's up to people to make their own decisions. I can't stop people from being stupid. Right. And, and so I just with Dark Horse, I was wishing that, you know, I, I kind of wish I would have gone back harder because I kind of just let him go on a little too far, I thought. Um, but once again, I wasn't, you know, it was the middle of the day. I was just trying to have a respectable conversation. And that's the unfortunate part, right, is that those of us that are trying to not be toxic XRP maxis and are trying to have a conversation that is reasonable, moving us forward based off facts, the whole time he was just trying to pump his narrative, his facts, which were really just his opinion. And a lot of it was based off of envy and jealousy. I wish I, I kind of wish I would have gone back. But once, like I said, it was like noon my time. I'm just having a cup of tea, kind of just trying to have a respectable conversation. And this guy's just dropping his opinions. And I kept on trying to get back because with guys like that that are running on emotions, you can't even have a debate because I'm trying to focus on what's your real issue. I don't care about your opinion of Jimmy Valley. Jimmy Valley's got his resume already filled out. He's already done and helped get, you know, billion dollar deals done. And what the hell have you done? You're flapping your lips on TikTok now. Fantastic. That's great. You got 10,000 followers and 100 people will, you know, hop on your live stream and you think it's fun and cute. Jimmy Valley doesn't need to respond to you. And he is responding to everyone. And if you are willing to approach it with some respect, you can pull up and maybe you could learn something. Maybe you could learn something. Oh, his company's valued at 50 million. Jimmy Valley might be worth 50 million for all we know. And he wants to pick apart this guy on every little part of his business. 
man, my, my landscape company has a shitty website. Does it stop us from cash flowing? A lot of money? No. I mean, golly, I don't care what your opinions are on somebody's website. I don't care that you think that some guy is saying that he's worth more than he is, right? The guy has real deals on his resume. The guy was considered one of the top lawyers in the United States. And, you know, I, I, you know we're not here to, to get everyone on our side. Like I said, some of these guys so full of emotion, envy, jealousy, we're not going to be able to get through to them. We're not going to be able to get through to them. And so, you know, I look back and I was listening. I was watching the live stream. I, I, I played the live stream for you guys here on YouTube on repeat. And uh, I was actually listening to the whole thing once again. And the whole time I was reading the comments, oh, you're getting owned, this and that. And it's like, well, just because he's hopped up on Monster and speaking louder than me doesn't mean that he's getting owned. I mean, we really didn't even have a conversation on the tech. My whole thing for going live with him once again is because all these all these guys that are jealous of me are calling me a shill, are saying that I need to be worried about the SEC coming after me for pushing a security. And because I talk about XRP, I'm making it a security. I mean, just the most outlandish claims. I, got, I heard a guy saying, I'm worried. You know, I got a family too and a daughter too. And I'm just worried about your family. And they, I'm the one talking to lawyers. You're not. Right, and I'm just the guy sharing my opinion. You guys have actually shield projects, so I, you know it's funny. After I get off, uh, you know, and, and really, I just don't even care, man. The thing is, like I said, I was having a, trying to have a respectable conversation. I don't care to be caught up in the toxicity, and these guys try to pull me down to their level. These guys try to pull me down to their level, and every time I pull up, I come with respect. My platform is way bigger than you. There's no reason that I need to give you the time of day, but because I want to do it for the community, because you're misleading people, I want to do it for the community, and then it's just the same thing. I mean, if you guys saw the first debate that I did with Dark Horse, he's making tea the whole time, not even paying attention, and then the second one, he's just hopped up on Monster yelling at me for my red folder, and I'm like, dude, if you got offended by the red folder, then stop being a little bitch. Like, let's go. Get your game up. Come on. And I, I mean, golly. If it's not a red folder, can I talk about the documents and the evidence in my deep dives just like you're doing? And let's actually get to debating the facts. I don't care what your opinion is on me. There's a reason why my audience has gotten to where it's going and why it's growing so quickly. But I didn't mean to actually rant this long on this topic, guys. But like I said, these guys, you know, we try to help them out. We try to do the thing. We're trying to be nice. And that's, that's how it backfires on us. But, you know, whatever. We'll continue to press on, and the real ones in the chat understand where I'm coming from. I'm just trying to do this for the community. Let's continue on, though. So, yeah, here we go. Massive. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. So this one in uh, regards to Ethereum software firm consensus to cut upwards of 100 staff. So we continue to see these massive cryptocurrency layoffs. And then I just retweeted this one. And I said, Ripple is still hiring. Now, uh, actually, I wanted to show you. Oh, shoot. Yeah, this one right here. Jim Chauncey Kelly from Ripple. He's the vice president of global talent acquisition. Ripple is hiring a staff software engineer with a focus on liquidity full stack. How about that, folks? So while Ethereum consensus is laying off, Ripple is continuing to hire the best talent in the world. That's what we got going on. That would be facts <laughs> that these guys just seem to ignore. 
Sounds like settlement for Ripple SEC is close, is how I responded to Charles Gasparino's tweet here. This is the scoop. Coinbase tells Fox Business it's developing a plan to survive an SEC government regulatory crackdown on digital assets using broker-dealers to trade coins registered as securities. Move comes as the SEC versus Ripple case looms. SEC win could force coins aside from Bitcoin to register. Yeah, and, and it's, like I said, sounds like a settlement for me and... My speculation, I put this out, I think yesterday put out a tweet. My speculation is that basically Charles Gasparino and Charles Hoskinson both got wind that the Ripple vs. SEC lawsuit was going to settle up. And I think that Charles Hoskinson is just jealous, just kind of bitter that XRP is going to be one of the first crypto, you know, digital assets with regulatory clarity in the United States. And then I think that Charles Gasparino kind of just flipped on the XRP community recently because he got wind of the settlement. And now he's trying to cover up for the fact that Bill Hinman was corrupt. But, he, you know, that's going to get kind of pushed under the rug. We'll see if we even get the Hinman emails released or if they'll be redacted. Ripple just made the case in, um, you know, their final motion uh, for opposing redactions just took place today or yesterday, I guess. And uh, basically Ripple is, you know, insisting that we get the him in emails. But I think that Charles Gasparino is just kind of covering for his Wall Street bros. I think that he's buddy-buddy with Will Hinman. He's buddy-buddy with Jay Clayton. And so for him, he's just playing the nice guy, even though he tries to act like he's, you know, a tough journalist. And he definitely took advantage of the XRP community by covering one of the few that covered the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. So he got the XRP community to come to him. But now that this, and this is just my speculation, maybe I'm wrong. But in my opinion, I think that both these guys caught wind of the settlement coming. Charles Hoskinson is just jealous of Ripple XRP, going to be the first one with clarity. And then, uh, you know, Charles Gasparino just covering for his Wall Street bros. Awake, alive, I appreciate that 20 spot. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, let's watch this in closely over the next couple months. We should be very close. Now we have this one here from Michael Branch on Twitter. Hogan and Hogan partner attorney Jeremy Hogan has asserted that the XRP community will soon find out the court's decision on the controversial Hinman emails. So here's where we are at with this, guys. Let's take a look here. Jeremy Hogan says, will the court force the SEC to disclose the Hinman emails to the public? We should know very shortly. Somebody asked him, how very shortly next few days? And Jeremy Hogan responds, he says, the judge has ruled on sealing motions very quickly so far, I think within a week or two, and at least once even faster. So within a week or two, we could be getting an answer here on the Hinman emails. Are we going to be able to see just how corrupt this SEC truly was? Now we have mounting pressure, not only in this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit and the Ripple, you know, Ripple fighting for the Hinman emails to be released, but we also have Bill Hyzenga and these Republicans uh, that just took place here in Congress trying to apply pressure to the three-letter agencies, and that does include the SEC. They are going to be going back and trying to hold the SEC accountable. So let's see. If we ever do get the him in emails or if they just shove that one under the rug and don't tell us any more about it. Now, we have a massive announcement coming out here today. This one is coming in from Digital Asset Investor. Huge shout out. You guys already know the OG DAI. Stripe backs nonprofit decentralized payment network Stellar from Mt. Gox's original creator. Oh, and, and sorry, guys. This is a response to Twitter preparing to launch new coins feature using Stripe. So Twitter is going to use Stripe to launch a new feature called Coins. But DAI is showing us back in the day, because us in the XRP community, we do our research. 2014, Stripe backs nonprofit decentralized payment network Stellar from Mt. Gox's original creator. 
Jed McCaleb, right, creating Stellar, and Stripe getting in early. Now, how is that deal structured? Stripe is getting 2% of Stellar's in existence in exchange for $3 million. Now, talk about an investment contract, right? Where's Jed McCaleb in this SEC lawsuit? Where is the lawsuit against Stellar? They burn half the supply out of nowhere. They do a deal like this. Stripe is getting 2% of Stellar's in existence in exchange for $3 million to get the party going. And so all we want is a level playing field. It's not that we want to see Stellar lose. Obviously, Jed McCaleb has ties, I'm sure. I'm not expecting or holding my breath for Jed McCaleb to get involved in any of this or get in any sort of trouble. Jed McCaleb, he's... He's going to be just fine, and in my opinion, that's part of why XLM will be accepted, adopted, and is going to be one of the main distributed ledger technologies in you know for payments on a retail level in the new financial system. I do believe it's going to be absolutely massive. Now, what everybody's been waiting for, let's get right to it. We're talking about the timeline for all the money. So in the XRP community, we've been talking about all the... Oh, and by the way, one last point on that last issue. Remember the ties between Elon and Ripple. Elon and Ripple XRP, there's a lot going on there as well. So it's going to be interesting to see Twitter now implementing cryptocurrency payments basically into the app. And so it's going to be very fascinating to see. They're using Stripe, which partnered up with Stellar, but we understand that uh, there's some ties. There's some interesting ties, and you know, for all we know, you know, he's going to make it multi-currencies, multi-chain, and you know, basically, he's probably going to get Doge on there as well. So maybe Doge is going to pump here in the next year or so when Elon fires up the Doge payments on Twitter. Who knows what he's got in store? But he's definitely flipping, flipping the tables upside down, resetting the damn system. That's for sure. Now the timeline for all the money, quote unquote, all the money coming into distributed ledger technology. So I want to be clear before I show this. What we're talking about here is $100 trillion plus coming into the cryptocurrency overall market cap. So you guys are well aware that the overall market cap of the cryptocurrency space went to $3 trillion last year, last bull run. That's all that we achieved, okay? That was great. But we are talking about and looking at the technical analysis here shortly on over $100 trillion and someone maybe call all the money coming into the overall cryptocurrency market cap. And I'm going to show you guys the timeline and the technical analysis here in one second. But as far as where we're at on these timelines, remember 2023, we have major, major payment infrastructure upgrades taking place, including Swift. Go live. They put this out today. Go live on ISO 222 for cross-border payments and reporting is coming up in March of 2023. To support your preparations, our latest ISO 222 webinar start January 17th. Register today to complete the final steps of your readiness journey. And remember that Swift was allowing their members to opt into ISO 222 back in August of last year. We now see Bank of England and others delaying their adoption of ISO 222. But we have to remember that they're going live. Like one after another, they're all going live in 2023. Some of them have stalled out, right? They were going to go live in November. Now it's March. They've been kicking dates back. Different payment entities, different payment groups, different banks, Swift, right? But when we're all said and done here, guys, 2023 is starting this up. It's already underway, but look, we covered in one of the last sessions just how many of these networks from Swift, from Chaps, um, you name it, all these different payment networks across the world upgrading their payments infrastructure and their real-time payments is happening here in 2023. Now, let's take a look here at the all the money fractal. This one is from Dark Defender. 
Strangely, Jim Cramer calls to get out of from crypto while total market cap is talking differently. Only a few will survive and will handle 23, excuse me, only a few will survive and will handle 23 trillion by January 2025 and all the money in circulation, including colossal debt by January 2027. This is not financial advice. Folks, so let's take a look here. You can see this fractal. You can see the five waves of this chart here from Dark Defender. And we're looking at the overall cryptocurrency market cap. Remember, it peaked out at $3 trillion. Let me pull this up on the bigger screen for us. Let's take a look here. Overall market cap reaching right here at wave one. Wave one took us to $3 trillion. That was nice. That was great. Wave two. Wave A of ABC corrective wave near completion. So we are near completion, like we've been saying. And like, I, you know, I, I've been in the boat of we are close to the bottom. I don't think that we've hit it yet, but we are about to complete it here soon. Okay, so we have wave one completed, took us to three trillion. Then, uh, then, then we move back here. Here we are at 800 billion. I think the overall market cap today is like 840, 850. But we're about to make this third leg up which his you know you know fractal measurement takes us to 23 trillion target by January of 2025. Now this coincides with Swift all members having to be upgraded to ISO 222 by 2025. So basically we understand that all of the payments infrastructure is getting updated this year and going forward most all the payments in infrastructure for the banking system will be updated by 2025 for sure with most cbdc's out of the pilot phase and actually rolled out so we reached 23 trillion in the overall cryptocurrency market cap by 2025 now for me we're about to take a look at xrp after this as well this is where xrp gets that breakout right ripple versus sec settlement i'm sure it's going to come in near the bottom and the pump is going to be absolutely massive then we correct back before we launch into 2027 with 100 trillion all the money in circulation and hidden debt by january 2027 now this is just taking a look at you know technical analysis of when we're going to have a hundred trillion dollar overall market cap for the cryptocurrency space. I want to reiterate that that's still just getting started. The overall market cap of $100 trillion in crypto is really just getting started. If you think about what happens over the next decade, when we start to settle $100 trillion on distributed ledger technology every single month, we understand today we have settlement, you know, easily, but just between ACI worldwide and Swift, the clearinghouse, you're at like 20 trillion plus. So we have, you know, 20, let's just round up. Let's just say $30 trillion of settlement every single day right now. Eventually all that comes to distributed ledger technology is all the money coming to XRP. No, I don't believe that to be the case, but all the money is coming to distributed ledger technology eventually. I mean, most of it. Right. Um, and, and so what, Dark Defender just showed us it on the chart is that by 2027, we're going to be in a new reality, right? Like we're going to finally break out and have this utility bull run by 2025. And that matches up with the Bitcoin halvening cycle, right? Matches up with the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit wrapping up, matches up with Congress finally passing regulations, SEC finally giving us clarity or getting the hell out of our way, letting us free. And we start to break out, right? And 
Then we're going to have a corrective pullback from there, like we always do, before we absolutely launch past $100 trillion in the overall market cap by 2027. But for me, when I look long-term at this thing, I think, well, if you have $20 trillion that's getting settled every single day, right? Thirty, you know, 20 to $30 trillion every single day, let's just say in four days we settle $100 trillion, that's how big this is. That's how big this gets. So when he's showing us the market cap at hundred trillion in 2027, I still say that that's just the start. You know, we really will get to a point here where we're selling hundred trillion dollars on distributed ledger technology every week. And what he just mentioned, all the money in circulation, hidden debt. Well, we also have derivatives. Right? We also have real estate that gets tokenized. We also have NFTs, art, data, everything getting tokenized by 2027. And really the agenda is 2030, right? We understand that agenda 2030 and the new world that they plan on rolling out. We're in the fight for our lives against this evil. But as far as when is the money coming, everybody wants to ask when moon, when, when's the money coming? It's coming. And what did we just cover in our last episode? How the World Economic Forum and the IMF predicting recession, but they're also predicting that institutions are about to come in heavy to cryptocurrency, right? So, so they're predicting institutional adoption. That's where we start to get up into the market cap of $20 trillion by 2025, which to me is just still kind of cute. It really is just still kind of cute for me. And there's a difference. We have to understand this. There's a difference between market cap and liquidity value. So what I'm talking about is liquidity value. So this calculation of $100 trillion parked in the digital asset space, that's nice, but I'm investing in the technology that's based off of the liquidity value it's ready to have flowing on its distributed ledger, i.e. if we were to replace Swift with XRP, it's $6 trillion daily. Maybe Stellar is going to replace Swift. Stellar is a good fit to be you know, that, that standard retail level uh, currency. XRP designed for wholesale payments on the back end. Wholesale payments on the back end, we're talking, you know, trillions of dollars once again on a daily basis. ACI Worldwide itself does $14 trillion on a daily basis. So when we look at this, guys, this is the technical analysis, guys, from a conservative perspective, showing when we start to, when moon. Because everybody wants to date, when moon. And nobody wants to hear that it's 2025. Nobody wants to hear 2027. But guys, this is a, a fourth industrial revolution. This doesn't just happen, right? This, this isn't, uh, you know, some, some, we're not investing in a little, you know, startup here that's going to just do something cute, right? Ripple's here to put a debt in the universe. They're here to establish a reserve currency with as much liquid, liquidity as a G10 currency. That's not a joke. That's not a game. That's not little cute stuff. That's literally dethroning the U.S. dollar and other reserve currencies. It's becoming the de facto bridge currency bridge asset for an internet of value that's going to be growing trillions of dollars every single year, potentially reaching out over $100 trillion by January of 2027. Is all of it going to XRP? No, there's other winners. Dark Defender puts hashtag XRP, hashtag XLM, and hashtag quant. There's a couple utility cryptocurrencies, not financial advice. I own XRP, XLM, and XDC because they solve problems in the trillions. It's very simple. But nobody wants to hear that date, 2027. Nobody wants to wait 
for, for the, the generational wealth meme to take place five years from now, 10 years from now, right? Guys, I, I think that for me, I, and this is one thing that I've admitted that I've been wrong on, we all have, but everything's still at play in regards to the timeline. So yes, we've been wrong about the timeline. Yes, we thought XRP was going to have the bull run in January. It didn't. We missed the bull run. It sucks. The lawsuit's still going on. It really sucks. But everything's still at play. There's still hundreds of trillions of dollars coming to distribute ledger technology over the next five years. There's over one quadrillion dollars worth of value that's probably coming to distribute ledger technology over the next decade. We have not accomplished anything in the digital asset space yet. Three trillion in the overall cryptocurrency market cap is a puddle compared to the oceans of liquidity that are flowing on this planet every single day. We made a puddle. compared to the oceans of liquidity flowing on this planet every single day. Now, let's take a look at our precious XRP. You guys already know. EG Reg Crypto, XRP Candle 21, and $80 target update. If my thesis or candle count is rhyming with current price action of XRP, and if historical price action will rhyme again, then XRP target is as follows. 60 cents back down to 22 cents whoa you guys better be ready for this one up to 60 cents and then back to 22 cents i think we just showed that the other day from one of the other ta guys mr level up on twitter actually i'm pretty sure was was who that was yeah so 60 cents back down to 22 cents up to a dollar 20 three dollars 13 dollars 60 dollars and then eventually 80 dollars Nothing in this post is financial advice. Let's take a look here. So historically, right, we run 21 candles before we get that breakout. And we will basically 21 candles before we get a retracement back to support, breaking through back through uh, support, which in the previous bull run, look at this, guys, back in 2016, back before 2017 bull run, that was half a cent for XRP. XRP went back below half a cent before pumping to $3.80. I mean, guys, it's like a 50, 60,000% gains if you do the calculations. Insane. So right now we're in a spot where we could. And, and guys, this would be perfect for the overall cryptocurrency space. I mean, Bitcoin would go back up to, you know, maybe 18,000, 19,000. It could even punch back up to 20K. Really sucker in the Bitcoin bros like it always does. Run back up, right? Before coming back down, 60 cents back down to 22 cents for XRP, setting that launch pad that takes us. He's got us all the way up to $80 into 2025. So when we go back and we look at this last chart, 23 trillion coming into the overall cryptocurrency market cap by 2025. And then we look at this chart here from EG Red Crypto. We have XRP. Looks like he's expecting XRP to eat up quite a bit of that market cap, bro. You guys do your market cap, bro, calculations out there. Figure out what the market cap would be. All I'm here to say, all I'm here to report on, guys, is that this is a massive opportunity. And from everything, all of our research, we have confirmed that they are rolling over to the new financial system over the next year. It has already begun in some countries. It's underway in the rest of the world, right? And if we look at the technical analysis, we have... Tens of trillions of dollars coming into the space literally just in the next two years. 
We're already in 2023, 2024. By 2025, we're up to potentially $23 trillion in an overall market cap. Then we extend out the next five years. Over the next five years, $100 trillion plus all the money in circulation. Think about this. All, 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 um, basically, all forms of value are going to be transacting and moving on distributed ledger technology. Massive. Massive. So there's the dates for you, the timeline for all the money. And, you know, you could look at it two ways. Oh, wow, this sucks. I got to wait longer. I got to stay patient. I don't want to be patient. I want to be rich now. I've been holding for two years. Whatever your story is, the economy, the world, the elites that we're up against, they don't care about our feelings. So we can look at it and get down or we can take advantage of this opportunity. We stack up bigger bags. We stack up other assets. We build real businesses. We invest in real estate. We invest in ourselves and get a return every damn time we invest in ourselves. What a beautiful thing. And so while they try to bleed us out, squeeze us out, do everything, massive FUD campaign, and I have sympathy for those that are new, that are trying to learn, and they come across doofus morons that are just spewing BS every single day, FUD about Ripple, they haven't done their research, they're nowhere close to being caught up to speed or tapped in on the level that we've achieved. And we try to get there and hold their hand, but they've been sucked up by one of the shills. They've been sucked up by one of these other you know, nonsense guys. So we're trying to save as many lives as we can and carry you guys to the promised land with us. Because like I said, for us right now, nobody's losing. Nobody's losing on this side. On this side of the table, with my team, with my community, with my family, yeah, some people have gone through some hard times. I've gone through some hard times, right? You know, We've had stuff happen. It hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. I'm incredibly blessed, incredibly grateful, but I've had major challenges over the last year. We're all in a serious fight, but together with an understanding, a commitment, and with real knowledge on what strategies to execute on during this time, we will win. The trolls, the kids, they can make fun of us in the meantime. Have fun. Good luck. I don't know how your bank account's doing, right? I don't know how big your bag got, right? I, I don't know if your company's in a position to make acquisitions during this time, like we are, like Ripple is. I don't know if your company's still hiring like Ripple is. But they, they, they manage to show up and have time to be in my comment section every single day. And I just say, good luck. God bless. I'm not here for everyone. How's your program working out? Hold yourself accountable. Let's get tapped in, guys. I appreciate all of you guys so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.